Welcome to Lessons from the Helpful Dead, where you'll learn the world is not what it seems and you are much more than you think you are. Here you'll learn about positive and reassuring messages from supposedly dead people whose main purpose is to help us. Find out what happens after we die, why we're here, how we got here, where we're going, and discover that you are really a powerful eternal spirit. I'm Dan McEnany. Today I'm going to try to do a few things. One is to uh, review why you should believe any of this at all. Uh, another is to uh, review just one or two other basic uh, ideas. And third, uh, to entertain you with uh, one or two songs. Now, first to uh, review briefly why you should believe any of the ideas that have been put forth uh, in the various uh, podcast episodes. Well, the short answer is evidence and logic. Uh, if we remember the airmen who would not, got, would not die, uh, that uh, gave us incontrovertible, scientific, provable evidence that there is the survival of the personality after death. All those airmen citing all those specific facts, uh, things that had to be changed to save the lives of other people, and they did it through the most eminent and respectable psychic uh, in all of England. And then we have Frederick Myers, who gave uh, proof once again through the uh, 3,000 messages that he left. These were the famous uh, cross-correspondences. Uh, gave us more proof that uh, we do, our, our personality does indeed uh, <clears throat> survive what we call death. And then uh, Betty White and her invisibles gave us Proof that not only do we survive as a personality, but that we can also tap into the intellect of beings who have a lot more intelligence and awareness than we do. Then Bob Monroe, in his travels uh, with uh, the inspects, the intelligent species, uh, is more evidence that an individual like us can tune into the intelligence of beings with a much greater degree of intelligence than we have. And Edgar Cayce gave us thousands of pieces of evidence that a human being like us can tune into the intelligence of beings who have, again, a lot more intelligence and a lot more abilities than we have. On top of that, we have the quantum physicists who told us a lot of things or have theorized a lot of things and printed books with uh, those theories and their beliefs uh, in them, these quantum physicists pretty much confirm what all of these different spirits have told us about the nature of reality and the nature of realities beyond that which we experience. So if you consider all the evidence that we can get information from spirit entities who have access to a lot more knowledge than we do, it makes sense to pay a lot of uh, attention and a lot of respect to any body of evidence that is given to us that is much more extensive than all of that and also uh, confirms a lot of it. In our time, when you look at the entity who used the name Seth and took on a friendly college professor personality, uh, who dictated through... Uh, through Jane Roberts for 20 years. If you look at that body of knowledge, it's very, very impressive. It's deeper. It builds on all of the others. And that is why, logically, after looking at the evidence, it pays to pay a lot of respect 
to the Seth material and to the ideas that he communicated to us in order to help us. And not only did the entity Seth help us, but he also helped a lot of people through Jane Roberts. Jane never charged anything for helping people, but through uh, personal visits and telephone calls, she was able to help many, many people, always at no charge, just the way uh, Edgar Casey did in his way. Of course, uh, many would disagree, and they're free to, and that's fine. Uh, but for those who are looking at the evidence and saying, well, what's the logical conclusion? Well, for my part, I say this stuff looks uh, pretty impressive and seems to be valid to me. Of course, the uh, popularity of all the Seth books uh, indicates that there are a lot more people uh, than me who uh, were equally impressed. Now, I'd like to turn to a couple of more very basic ideas. Um, and the first one is that you are an accomplished actor. Now, Shakespeare's line about all the world's a stage and we're all the actors is more to the point than most of us suspect. Whoever and whatever you are now, you are just one of many roles that you are playing. You are, in fact, a big self, a spirit, that is energizing many personalities, focused in different time frames, in different types of physical bodies, male and female, and various races, doing different things to make a living in varying social and socioeconomic circumstances, sometimes quite sparked and sometimes not so. So you are an eternal spirit who's choosing to experience earth life in many simultaneous incarnations. You do so for your own reasons. Most likely one of them is to experience the rich emotions that you can experience here in the human time-space illusion. Because each personality is focused in a different camouflage reality, such as ours, Seth terms us focused personalities, and I think that's an apt description of what we are. Now, the really positive part about having so many focused personalities as part of yourself is that you can tune into them at any time to take advantage of the skills, strengths, and experience that they've gained. So if you want to start playing the uh, piano, for example, and there's another focused personality that's part of you and has already developed that talent, it will be easier for you to play than it might be for someone who has no piano players among his or her counterparts. Now, um, you can learn more about this in any of the Seth books. I've uh, mentioned the nature of personality, and uh, Seth speaks many times. Um, but you also might find Bob Monroe's three books, uh, Journeys Out of the Body, Far Journeys, and Ultimate Journey, to be interesting. All right, now, let's turn to another basic idea, which I've titled, uh, You Are Here for Me to Love You. Now, that sounds nice, doesn't it? But what does it mean? All of us know people we don't care for, and we're all aware of dictators and tyrants who kill and torture people. Are we supposed to love them? We certainly don't love the torture and the killing. Actually, it only makes sense if you understand that the world we know is an illusion, the human time-space illusion that I've often referred to. Um, the famous <coughs> out-of-body explorer uh, Bob Monroe is the, the one who coined that term, and he indicated, as um, Seth did, that it's a kind of camouflage universe supported by a deeper underlying spirit reality that makes this one possible. Now, I'm certainly not here to love those tyrants at the level of their focus personality. You see, whether they know it or not, these tyrants are an integral and essential part of a big self, a spirit that has many personalities going on at the same time, 
in different centuries, different sexes, races, cultures, social positions, levels of intelligence, and emotional capabilities, as I've repeated many times. No, it only makes sense for all of us <clears throat> to be here for the purpose of loving one another if we think in terms of the big self, the eternal spirit that each of us is. We all have chosen to enter into uh, the human time-space illusion in order to experience its emotions and other conditions that will be found only here. Now, many spirits choose never to try out the earth experience, and as a result, they never have earthiness in the nature of their spirit. Kind of like the Star Trek character, Dr. Spock, who does not know what emotion is, right? Or emotion was. Now, part of understanding how it would be possible to feel love for the big self of tyrants and harsh dictators is to understand that none of us perceive the same version of any object. I do not perceive the same beautiful girl on the dance floor that you do. I am perceiving only my own, quote, idea construction, according to Seth, and cannot perceive yours. Using our physical senses, all of us are transposing our own ideas upon the atoms and the molecules that make up physical objects, including the beautiful girl. There are as many versions of her as there are people in the room. Now, if I were to use my inner senses or change my focus so I could perceive more broadly than I do now, as the people who travel out of body do, I would know that neither the tables and chairs around me nor the body of the beautiful girl are solid objects. In the same way, the dictator and the tyrant are not solid beyond the very narrow slice of reality that our physical senses enable us to perceive. And the seemingly solid dictator I perceive is not the same one you do. It's a stretch to imagine that this is actually the case, but it does give some hint how you could despise the actions you perceive, like cutting off people's heads, but love the big self-spirit who is energizing the focused personality who does the beheading. All right, as, as for the title of that idea that you're here for me to love you, one of the big purposes we're here for is to learn to love one another and to learn that we all emanate energy every day to all that we experience. It can be loving, supportive energy or something else. We're also here to learn how to use our power to create in this illusory universe before we go on to bigger and better things. Regardless, though, it should be comforting to anyone that we're already there. We're already eternal, powerful spirits, as developed and perfect as we'll ever be. Nobody's perfect. <clears throat> we just don't know it because a part of us is so focused on participating in this human time-space illusion universe that we can't perceive the larger picture. And it's just ex exciting to think that as we travel through our Earth incarnations, and as we spirits go on to other types of realities after our earthly incarnational experiences, our awareness of this much better, much more enjoyable, larger reality continues to increase. In that regard, you might remember the uh, Flasker ceremonies that I talked about in one of the earlier episodes. Now I'll turn to a couple of the songs that I promised to entertain you with. Uh, the first one is connected to the idea that uh, it's great to have fun and spread joy. Now, most of my life, I haven't done enough of this. Uh, I'd like to do more. I don't know if I will. But anyway, with the big picture perspective, you know that you can't give anything meaningful to people if you aren't bringing some joy into this world. Ideally, we're meant to enjoy this experience on Earth. 
So if you help others a lot and you do it with a somber mean, you're missing a chance to leverage your good works by also multiplying joyful, loving energy at the same time. Now, the entity Seth made that point in one of his books in the same paragraph where he noted that true spirituality is more likely to be found in a bar than in many churches. So uh, years ago, Jane Roberts and Rob Butts gave me permission to uh, take some of uh, Seth's input and some of his words and uh, put them to music. And uh, so one of them, uh, one of the songs that I did was called Spirituality. Now you might know those first six, no- <coughs> six notes that uh, introduce all of the episodes. And those six notes just came to me as the opening for the song Spirituality, which is composed almost entirely of Seth words, which I simply, in my head, put to a tune. <laughs> uh, so here it is. Spirituality is a thing of joy, is a thing of the earth. It has nothing to do with worth or pompous dignity. Spirituality has nothing at all to do with long words or long faces, and it will be found in the most unexpected places. It is the dance of consciousness within you, that sense of adventure in your heart. It rings and it sings throughout the universe, a sense of joy that brings us creativity. And it's easy to see in your personality. Spirituality is a love of life that you can live as you please and become what you will with ease and with integrity. For spirituality comes in many colors and many lifestyles. You will meet it today in a thousand smiles. Well, if you've endured that, I'll ask you to endure just one more song. You know, uh, one of the points that uh, Seth made, and he he also made it in letters to people, and he encouraged uh, Jane to put it in the book so that a lot of people could uh, benefit by the thought. But, you know, he pointed out we're all traveling through, taking a variety of roads. And this road may be a comfortable one for you and me, but another human may not find it to his or her liking. So when our sojourn through the human time space and other realities is complete, we need to realize we're all going to end up in the same place with a lot of experiences to share. In fact, we're already there. Um, So here's another song with words for the chorus inspired by Seth that reminds us we're all just travelers. I'm only going to uh, read the long intro and I'll sing only the chorus. Well, here's the long intro that I kind of made up myself. I was driving on a highway I knew pretty well when I came upon a roadside stand I hadn't noticed before. I stopped to take a look around and meet the fellow who ran the place. I could see a kindly look in his eye, a peaceful look, sure, but something more. I searched for the few things I wanted, took them off the shelf. I turned, and then he spoke to me. You could see he was sure of himself. I speak to you from the other side, he said, and I speak and live and work with pride, though by your count I'm long since dead. 
Listen careful now to what I say, because it could change your life in a very big way. You're a traveler. It's easy to see. I'd like you to think that, that way of me. In fact, as you look at any man, woman, or child, try to think of them, though the idea seems wild, as a part of God, a soul if you like, that is broken away and is on a long hike. You'll be surprised at the beauty you'll find. You can pay your respects most any way that suits you. A smile, a word, a song, one comes to mind. It begins, Traveler, I salute you. All right, that's the end of my words, and here's the chorus, which is uh, basically composed of Seth's words. As one traveler to another, I salute you. We are all travelers, whatever our position. So as one traveler to another, I salute you. We were meant to keep on changing, seeking new and better ways. Different kinds of days than we know. So, as one traveler to another, I salute you. Life and death are but two faces of our eternal, ever-changing existence. You and I have lived before and will again, and our new life is growing in the old As behold, the seed is already in the flower. We are all travelers, whatever our position. So as one traveler to another, I salute you. Okay, I won't punish you anymore. Um, That's the end of that uh, song. But uh, as one traveler to another, I salute you. And... uh, that uh, concludes our session for today, and in our next session, we'll got, get on to uh, some other ideas. Again, I'm Dan McEnany, bringing you lessons from the helpful dead.